Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And today I'm joined with a very special guest, Samantha Alford. So Sam, would, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners a bit about you and uh, the business that you run? Sure. I'm Sam Alford. I'm established technical author, data protection specialist, kind of general compliance specialist as well. I have a background in 17 years in the Air Force and then have more recently come to data protection as a kind of business management tool rather than anything else. I do data protection as a service. I do GDPR consultancy, audits, all the things that you would expect. Uh, And my specialization is, is dealing with small businesses. Awesome. So there's really, really small ones who, you know, don't have somebody on site and are just completely petrified. Absolutely. What's out there? Well, this should be a very interesting conversation between the two of us. <laughs> so, to, to cool. So today what we're going to talk about is what we see as, you know, the, the challenges for the rest of this year. We're in August now. This year has flown by, but there are still some interesting challenges for the rest of 2021. So I'd be interested to, in your views as to what you think are some of the highlights that people need to focus on for the next four months to get us through the rest of this year okay so kind of the key issues that we've been dealing with or what we're going for later i think there's a combination of what are you dealing with now that you think oh people are going to continue to focus on what are the hidden challenges that might won't surprise us but may surprise some of our customers (laughs) the key issues that kind of are on my desk at the moment are a combination of sars yeah a number of clients in different sectors but of course you know you only have to think about education and yeah. <laughs> and health and all that sort yeah. of stuff at the moment uh, there's you know lots of different SARS coming ar- around at the moment the ongoing need for staff training and that's not just you know a, a tick box quiz online yes. which drives me distracted <laughs> and also the need for proper documentation you know oh, for sure. just, especially you know with the small businesses they may have been given something by a lawyer they it's almost certainly not fit for purpose now uh, it yeah. doesn't even relate to UK GDPR and you know <laughs> it's that kind of thing that actually yeah. once somebody looks at your policies and says well that's not in in compliance they'll go looking for other stuff Exactly. And, and, you know, I think that's the thing. Those, those are the three things that are on my... That's really interesting because I do believe, and I've been saying to our clients for a while now, I do think there are going to be more subject access requests coming. Like you, we've got a few that we're dealing with rather last minute because (laughs) our clients may not have really grasped the timescales. But I do redact properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The challenges of redaction, for sure. And I think it's the underestimation of how much time it takes to gather the information and then do that redaction exercise in in fact i was with a client last week who was overwhelmed when i said they had to respond Mm -hmm. by the end of this week and they were like how do we do that i'm like you have to (laughs) that's the the reality you you might have an excuse and you might be lucky and somebody won't come looking for you afterwards yeah yeah it it is really important to get it done in the time scale and and not to take it personally i think a lot of people take it as a personal affront and i also think some subject access requests are from people who think you hold a lot more data about them 
And yeah, no, I agree. It's good that, you know, we're on the same wavelength with that for sure. And like you, one of the first things I look at when we look to try and take on a new client, I look at their privacy policy just mm-hmm. to see if what it was it referencing, you know, does it still talk about the old act? Does it still yeah. talk about EU rather than UK GDPR? So it's a nice sounding place to, to start off with. <laughs> it is a good, it is a good place. And I think for me, you're right, a lot of people did the paperwork because they felt they had to three years ago and now it's we might actually need to do something with this <laughs> well we did the paperwork but actually we don't understand what we hold yeah we yeah tell or, you where it comes from or who we share it with yeah or we've just bought a template <laughs> <laughs> really, really, and, it says all sorts of things that don't relate to our business <laughs> Yes. You know, international data transfers where we're a small UK business and we only ever deal with our neighbour. <laughs> that's so true. And I think that's because people just, they wanted the quick fix this time. And to be fair, there are still a number of companies out there that don't believe the regulation applies to them. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, uh, and very, also very don't necessarily want to invest the amount of money that they do need to. Yeah, or they think they're too small. I, you know, I can't huh? think, yeah, I'm just small. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't relate to me or the other one is i know it's there and know i have to comply but i'm just so frightened of getting wrong i'm doing nothing yeah or we've heard you know we're so small that the information commissioner is not going to pay any attention mm-hmm. to us at all and i'm like that doesn't stop people complaining about you to her mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think leading on from that what we're starting to see more of now is these activists putting in complaints about cookies i don't know if you've seen any of those but we've had any ones yet ah we've had a couple of clients that have had the letter that says your website has dropped a cookie on my device without my consent Mm -hmm. i valued my data to be worth 500 pounds please now pay up Mm -hmm. and by the way i'm also complaining to the ico about you so i see that as being something that's going to continue yeah happening especially i don't know if you saw but in the news there was the last week max schrems has decided that he was going to identify a number of organizations that are not compliant and complain about them to european commissioners Mm. i see that increasing a lot more i can absolutely i can see that and there's no excuse for it you know you can all, all the newspapers that go with the, you know, legitimate interests, they're going to have to stop. <laughs> I know. That frustrates me. And I know if Regina was here, she would say the exact same thing. There's nothing that winds her up more than having to go through and reject and object. Yeah, yeah. You've never looked at the local newspapers, what they think, who they think you can, and you have to go through all 200. Yeah, you're like, no. And I don't know about you, but we give up. We're just like, I'm just not that interested in this article to, to spend 10 I'll, minutes. I'll read it somewhere else or I'll just make up the content. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Which yeah. is a fun experience. And I think the other thing that you mentioned, which really resonates with us is training. We've always been about the people. You can have the best technology in the world. You can have a great IT policy that people understand, but your staff are still going to send emails to the wrong people. They'll still potentially upload an Excel spreadsheet to a website where it's not password protected or anything. It's a specific set of training, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why I wondered, you know, are you getting more inquiries now for more tailored training? So there's obviously the intro or you know here's a here's an update on data protection which i think a lot of people see as a a tick box but are you seeing more interest in the more kind of like specialist roles type of training so at the moment it's 
because the people are still really quite early on in their journey. Yeah. It's at the moment, it's more kind of just tell us what we need, you know. So, so tell us about SARS, tell us how mm -hmm. we would deal with it in our business and tell us about data breaches, um, you know, give us some examples. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, there are a number of companies who've got really good videos that really, you know, take you right back to basics and put a personal spin on it. And I think that, you know, those are really useful, but also you can't beat saying, well, okay, you know, if so-and-so did this in your business, then this would be the outcome. Yeah. You know, let's think of, you know, I actually, I wrote a book on GDPR game snakes and ladders. Ah, cool. Small businesses to pretty much basically say it is like a game of snakes and ladders. You go up the ladders, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. snakes. And, you know, when we hit a breach, you know, on a snake's head or whatever, I always <laughs> ask them to give me a setting specific. You yeah. Know, so tell me a, you know, oh, I lost a memory device. It has yeah. two reports on it. Oh, I lost a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I lost a laptop. Somebody stole it out the back of my car. Yeah, yeah. Was the car, you know. <laughs> yeah. All those things. And actually, it's really important to get those setting specifics and share it amongst the team. Yeah. Not everybody's an expert. No, they're not. And I think if you can tailor it, you're, people are more engaged mm. in that conversation. Now, yeah. I, I agree. We Not everyone wants that tailored training, but I think you get more out of people if you can yeah. give them examples that are relevant to their business mm. or even their industry, to be um, honest. Absolutely. And I always make sure that in the training, I'll put something like the most recent finds internationally in that sector. Yeah. And, no. and that sort of thing, just to kind of concentrate the mind. No, I, I couldn't agree um, more. And I think for me, the only other, well, there are a number of challenges I think that can, companies still need to continue with, but we work with small and medium-sized companies and a lot of them use cloud-based mm -hmm. solutions that are not hosted in, on UK servers and mm -hmm. not always in the EU. And obviously last week, the commissioner uh, in the UK has issued her new guidance or consultation on the international transfer agreements because why would you want to call them standard contract clauses when you can call it something different and starting to talk to clients about the fact that we're going to have to start prepping for this because once they get approved and then they're put into law you know it will be a revision of agreement and stuff and I know they might groan at that say really I'm like well Yes, because technically we really shouldn't be using the ones that we're using because we're not part of the EU Absolutely. anymore. But equally, you know, is there a lot of homegrown stuff? Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point, actually. We do get asked that question. Are there, you know, UK-based CRM systems? And you're like, well, no. Or, you know, well, you could if you want to invest and have something that's bespoke, but that's not cheap and small companies don't want that they want the to be fair they probably want free or as cheap as is possible <laughs> and, they, and uh, you know they've all massively invested in in some of these things yeah that, you know, makes their life much easier <laughs> yeah absolutely you know and i agree you know when we started out we looked at the options that were on the table and why wouldn't you go for something that was cost effective and stuff so no it's, it's interesting to see that and i think the only other thing that and i don't know if you've seen this but in the last Probably since the pandemic, we've seen a lot more people being subject to phishing scams and they're kind of, the, you know, trying to pay an invoice that doesn't belong to them. And we're seeing increased numbers of those types of attacks come in to our clients. And I, I certainly see that happening more. Yes. And also on SMS as well mm. and voice as well, I, I've heard as well. So Yeah, yeah. We did a webinar 
oh, it must have been about two months ago now about that to say it's not just an email you can get I, I haven't recently but I get a lot of them from the Royal Mail telling me that I've got a package that's waiting to be delivered and I owe them four pounds or whatever I'm like no <laughs> yeah, no I have to I've now got a speed dial for report at NCSC <laughs> and the text number for them because you just get them and and I know they've taken down an awful lot so you know I'd much rather just forward another one to them yeah yeah and I always like to remind you know clients and I'm doing the training as well to say outside of your work life just try and protect yourself mm-hmm. you know because these things won't just affect you professionally they can affect you personally as well so you know please have complex passwords please don't respond to dodgy text messages or emails that you don't recognize don't so, click yeah. a link that looks like it's going to be a video <laughs> no i know so We've almost come to the end of the 15 minutes. It does go pretty quickly. Is there any kind of parting piece of free advice that you'd want to give our uh, listeners to consider? Or a top tip? (laughs) A top tip, have a plan. Just think about your data, how you're collecting it and treat it like it was yours. So treat other people's data how you would treat yours or you would want them to treat yours. That is my biggest top tip. I love that. I love that a lot. It echoes very closely to what Regina and I would absolutely say. So, you know, Samantha, thank you very much for giving us your time today for the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you on here and to talk to someone that's just as passionate about data protection as we are. And I'm sure we could talk a lot longer. (laughs) So, no worries thank you i'd like to thank everyone for taking a listen to today's podcast if you do have any questions or queries you can email us at the coffee at dbx.uk.com and i hope to see you again or hope you'll get to listen to us again in the future so thank you very much Bye.